We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The pitch from King MOX Sports. The young swings and lifts a high fly ball. It's a grand slam! This is the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Shot clock off. Jumper. Yes! Jimerson from 15 on the baseline. Billikens win! Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Touchdown! Kansas City! Now, Sports Open Line on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. On a Wednesday evening, we do welcome you into the program. My name's Matt Pauley. Jam-packed next two hours as we take you till 8 o'clock this evening. If you want to join us, you can do so. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. So I'll tell you, uh, Matt Pajeski, sports producer extraordinaire, as I refer to him as, uh, he and I spent the last two hours going through press conference audio, cutting up the audio, because we are going to be playing a lot, a lot of it for you over the next couple hours. Uh, Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mozeliak, met with the media doing his end-of-season news conference today, and he said a lot. He spoke for about 40 minutes, and then later on in the day, Adam Wainwright did a media session on Zoom, and uh, he had a lot to say as well as Wainwright is set to return to the Cardinals for what will be his final season. And uh, he did say that. This is going to be his final season. So after we just sat here and watched the final seasons of Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina, we get to see the final season of Adam Wainwright this upcoming year. So this is what we're doing uh, today. Uh, I, I told Matt earlier, we're in many ways, this is kind of like a post-game show. I'm going to treat this very much the same way we treat the extra inning show after Cardinals games. Uh, but we are reacting to not a game, but to a press conference. I almost went into Allen Iverson. Not a game, not a game, but a press conference. Uh, so we will play much of the press conference in uh, bits and pieces from John Mozeliak, much of the media session from uh, Adam Wainwright in uh, bits and pieces. I'll give Mike thoughts on the things that were said 
and we'll be welcoming your thoughts as well. So 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can also tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, as we go through uh, really a lot of different uh, discussions uh, that were touched on today. The biggest news, first off, uh, the one thing that we'd already touched on, Adam Wainwright, he is set to uh, return uh, when they initially, when the report initially came out that he would be back with the team, uh, no indication was given that it would be his final year. But then when he spoke with uh, the media himself, he did confirm that this is going to be his final season playing baseball. At the same time, he does not want the the pomp and circumstance that went along with the final seasons of Albert Pujols and uh, Yadier Molina. We'll see whether or not uh, that comes true or not, uh, but Wainwright does confirm that this upcoming season is going to be his final season. Probably the biggest news is the difference that the coaching staff is going to have for next year. It's going to be a very different-looking staff. We knew yesterday that they were in the market for a new bench coach as uh, Skip Schumacher uh, leaves the Cardinals to become the new Miami Marlins uh, manager. However, there are other changes that are coming. As uh, pitching coach Mike Maddox, he makes the decision that he doesn't want to be uh, an everyday pitching coach and go through that grind anymore. Uh, Moselock made it very clear that he's not technically retiring, uh, leaving the door open for him to serve a role in the organization in some form or fashion, but it's not going to be as the team's pitching coach. Hitting coach Jeff Albert, he leaves, and it was his choice, as it was Maddox's choice to leave the organization it is Jeff Albert's decision to leave the organization as well. Uh, Moselock kind of indicating that just the the everyday nature of the job, the criticism that comes along with the job, and we'll, we'll play the cuts for you later on. I, I may be mischaracterizing it just a little bit, but uh, the that grind and maybe the reaction that you get from fans that Albert had enough of that. So we'll see uh, what what's going to happen with him again. Maddox and Albert were each going to be offered contracts, and we're each going to be given the opportunity to return next year. So neither of these guys get fired. Uh, they are just uh, they're moving on. Then Brian Esgard, who uh, served as the team's bullpen coach. Uh, he is not going to be in that role anymore. They will find somebody new for that job, and he is going to uh, be reassigned with the organization in all likelihood in some type of a special assistant role. So those were the big things that came out today. Uh, Nolan Arnato and Moselock did have a recent conversation. I thought this was interesting, and we'll get into this much more later on in the program. We've been talking about this Arenado situation almost like the expectation is that he'll stay with the Cardinals, but stay with the Cardinals on a reworked deal. Um, Moselock really made it seem like a reworked deal is not really something that they're going to be looking at for him, that instead it's a pretty simple opt-in or opt-out. If you opt-in, you opt-in to the contract that you're under. Uh, they had a conversation about a number of things. That, based off what was said today, I think that conversation and maybe some of the questions that Arnato asked are somewhat interesting. So we'll touch on that uh, coming up uh, later on in the program as well. So that, that's the big news, but a lot of other things uh, certainly were uh, talked about, and uh, we're going to get into it. Would love to hear from you as we go through all these topics. If you have thoughts on them, whether it's the coaches, whether it's Arnato, whether it's uh, kind of rebuilding the roster, our um, Moselock did make it very clear, very clear. And I think of everything that was said today, like kind of the 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 the, uh, the headline grabbing stuff is the coaches leaving, uh, Nolan Arnato stuff, Adam Wainwright stuff. But to me, 
the thing that was said that we probably should be spending the most time talking about, but we're not, is the fact that he did confirm that payroll is going up. Payroll is going up next year. They are going to spend more money on the roster for next year. Now, he didn't say how much more money, but they've already got some money coming off the books. The Albert Pujols contract coming off the books. The Yadier Molina contract coming off the books. Uh, some other things there as well. Uh, you would assume that Adam Wainwright's going to be paid about the same as what he was paid last year. But they are going to increase payroll for next year. And that is notable. And I think that's especially notable when you look at the playoffs, especially on the National League side of things, where the the great teams this year in the regular season, like the Dodgers, the Braves, they don't make it in, but they're, they're not going anywhere. But then it's other teams like the Phillies and the Padres who have big-time payrolls who advance to the NLCS. It just feels like the barrier to entry to get to the highest level of the uh, playoffs in the National League side of things continues to get higher and higher. And if you're the Cardinals, you absolutely need to go out and uh, spend a little bit more money. And they are indicating that they absolutely are going to do that. So we will continue this conversation. Up next, though, we will be joined by uh, Carter Chapley with uh, the Post-Dispatch and STL Today and STL Pinch Hits. We'll get uh, his thoughts on what John Mozalak had to say today. That's next. This is Sports Open Line. My name is Matt Pauley, and this is KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Get ready for Thursday night football as the Ravens take on the Buccaneers. Hear the game on 98.7 FM, 1120 AM, and streaming on KMOX.com. Kickoff at 7. It's Thursday night football on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Sports Open Line does continue here on AO. 
What night is it? Is it Wednesday? I think it's Wednesday. I never know what day it is. It's Wednesday. That's one of my um, it's one of my big weaknesses, and it's especially bad during baseball season uh, because every day is the same. You just never know what, what day it is. So, yes, it is indeed Wednesday. Breaking news, it is Wednesday in mid-America. We welcome you back in the program, 314-436-7900. Very happy right now to uh, welcome in a guy who uh, covers a lot of things, Cardinals, Billikens, uh, whatever else they happen to uh, ask him to uh, cover at the Post-Dispatch STL today. Part of STL Pinch Hits as well, which you should be subscribed to. He is uh, Carter Chapley. You can follow him at Chapley Media. Carter, thanks for your time. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. And and. I will say I get lost in the middle of this week because we haven't had baseball for so many days. So I'm looking forward to getting some baseball back this weekend. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's especially a good thing. And, I mean, there's there's no easy answer here, but it it feels like the baseball playoffs loses all of its momentum when it's going five days without a game. Yeah, it's kind of like testing the rest versus rust thing for the players, especially this weekend where the, there will be – you know, are they rested? Or do does one team do better on that five days rest than another? It, you're right; it does lose a lot of that everyday aspect of baseball when all of a sudden you're not playing every day. So John Mozeliak speaks to the media today. The, he talked about a lot of stuff, but the the main takeaways: Adam Wainwright is back. Some coaching changes with Mike Maddox and Jeff Albert and Brian Eversgird uh, leaving their jobs, and we already knew Skip Schumacher would be leaving. Uh, ain't Wayne right back? Uh, Nolan Arnato, no decision made there, and payroll's going up next year. They're spending more money. Like those are the four things that I thought were the biggest things out of it today. Uh, if there's anything else that's bigger than that, you can share. But do you do you take anything especially you know special away from uh, any of those things? Did anything really stand out to you? Uh, the payroll thing is particularly interesting, if only that it's been, you know, the talk of what this team needs to do for a little while now is, is to find that competitive third, you know, third star bat. You know, I think they got a little lucky this year with Albert being as good as he was down the stretch. But, to, you know, the the difference between the Mets and the Braves and the Dodgers and the Yankees is that they can go and make better gambles. You know, you're not risking – um, on Corey Dickerson, which he, he had a perfectly average year this year, but you know, you can take better gambles. You can put more money towards guys who you feel better about and you can stay competitive in the market. So I guess I'm just curious as to like what raising the payroll technically means. Mm-hmm. Does it mean like finding the guy who's the seven and a half million dollar player instead of the five and a half million dollar player? Or does it mean going to get Trey Turner or Wilson Contreras or, or, or whoever Right, taking the big splash. So I guess I'm just curious as to what that number means. Yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you because if they're going to increase payroll by five million dollars or even ten million dollars, like not to not to put ten million dollars and, and poo poo it away, but <laughs> no, you're you're not doing that much with that. Where it feels like if if it's going to be a substantial increase in payroll, then it's going to be more than that, and that's where maybe you're actually making those true roster upgrades. Yeah, and that's what you're looking for, right? Like, they have enough guys who are guys. You know, you have you can look at, across the outfield and say, okay, we have Lars Newbar and Dylan Carlson and, and Brendan Donovan can play out there and Juan Yepes can play out there. And, Al, you know, we can just – Alec Burleson, you can just keep naming names, but, like, they don't have, a like, a real star in the outfield, which when you look across what other successful teams do, they have multiple stars in the outfield. So instead of taking Corey Dickerson, for example, who, again, like, I don't mean to, to pick on the guy, but when you, you know, he's a perfectly average guy. 
you, he's not your star. And that might be what the solution is, is finding that star piece. Do, is, it, is it as easy as that, right? There has to be interest both ways. Like, it's very easy for me to say, like, oh, yeah, go get Aaron Judge or Trey Turner, right? Like, oh, just spend all the money you can. But, like, they actually have to want to come to St. Louis, too. But it gives you more flexibility, that's for sure. Even with Albert Pujols, the time it felt like they were still one more big bat away from, from being where they really wanted to be. So is it, is it safe to say that there's got to be two high-level bats come in, and may, may, if it is a Wilson Contreras, then maybe that comes at the catcher's position. But if you don't get uh, a super offensive catcher, if you continue to go in the direction of you know really valuing defense, maybe you'll get a little bit of an offensive upgrade there compared to Yadier Molina, but you still got to go find two bats somewhere else. Well, I mean, for starters, it's going to be hard to not find an upgrade over the catching position last year. I mean, just statistically, like that was not a very, I mean, that was a black hole of a position for most of the year. And and you can upgrade, I mean, almost automatically by just going out and finding guys on the free agent market. Not not just about anybody, but like Christian Vasquez is going to be a free agent. Um, There's lots of guys you can go find who are going to be more productive at the plate, whether they have that defensive quality. No one does, right? That's the kind of trade-off you're going to make. But it's kind of interesting because, like, at, at those positions, when you're looking for those guys, there's not a whole lot of immediate answers in the free agent market. In the free agent, you're going to have to be – it's like Wilson Contreras or go trade, right? Christian Vasquez is about the only other one I can think of. And so you kind of have to decide, like, what are you willing to give up to get to that, whereas at the shortstop position, and maybe a little bit more so in the outfields, you can just go spend money. You don't have to give up – assets to, to do so. So it's an, it's a interesting tight rope to walk. And then that's two people right there that are already going to improve your lineup statistically, just when you look at, when you make it a math equation, right? So you see what you can get out of that. You mentioned Christian Vasquez, you mentioned Wilson Contreras, other names that have been thrown out there. Uh, Sean Murphy's name has been thrown out there. We had Craig Mish on uh, yesterday, and he talked about uh, Salvador Perez maybe being available from Kansas City. You had uh, quote tweeted a couple weeks ago uh, a piece from uh, TSN in Canada where they mentioned that with their uh, depth at the catching position, maybe there could be a trade to be made for one of their catchers uh, to the Cardinals. Like, which one of those guys, or which you know, two or th- one, two, three, whatever number you want to go with? Who do you feel like maybe fits the best on this roster? So I'm, I have the unpopular opinion of it's not Wilson Contreras. It's probably some, it's, you know, there's three, I, I find three guys that I really find really interesting. And, and we've, we've kind of mentioned them in Christian Vasquez, Sean Murphy, and Danny Jansen as being potentially available. Two of those guys being potentially available on the trade market. Now, again, like Toronto and Oakland aren't just going to give up guys because you have a center fielder to give them. There's going to be a, you're going to have to give up talent to get talent. But those three guys play the position at, at a starting rate. They hit and they're also plus defenders, right? Like that, that's the thing that they can kind of, you know, Wilson, Wilson Contreras can hit home runs, but he doesn't defend the plate and he doesn't play catcher as often as this team needs him to, right? You need him to actually be a guy to be back there for, a hundred ish games, right? You can maybe split between uh, uh, Kisner and Herrera for the other 60, if you can really find it or, or 50, but you can, you need a guy who can play back there. And right now, Wilson Contreras is not that guy. So you need an actual catcher. And, and those three probably are the ones that stand out as being the most interesting. And of course, Sean Murphy is like a gold glove candidate. So that's hard to pry. Danny Jansen is an offense, one of the best 
offensive catchers in baseball. So the fact that he can also play defense at a high level is a super difficult thing to pry away. And Christian Vasquez has some of the best like analytics that you can find for a guy who doesn't get talked a lot about as a premier catcher. So he could be someone who you can get in free agency. So it's, it's, those are probably my one, two, three that I look at as being very interesting. This team has a ton of starting pitchers. At the same time, you look at some of the guys who are starting games in the postseason, and it feels like the Cardinals have a staff of starting pitchers that are just fantastic for the regular season, but it's not those high-level elite starters. How do the Cardinals you know, reconcile that, having all those guys who can go win you games in the regular season, but at the same time, maybe they don't stack up against some of the starting pitchers you're going to see in some short seasons, a short series in the playoffs. Well, I, I think the Cardinals might tell you that they have two guys who they feel like could be those two guys and may, maybe even a third or a fourth, right? Like I think they, that's, they would tell you that they, they have a group of guys who they feel like any one of them can be a star. They just need someone to step up and actually be the star. And it's like the first thing that comes to mind is, is Jack Flaherty healthy? Like if he's healthy and he's pitching the way we saw him a couple of years ago, which, you know, it's asking a lot, right? I understand that, but he ha- he's, you know, once you've shown it, you you have to be able to repeat it. If he's healthy, that's your number one. Like he's, he's great. Then you have Miles Michaelis, who is one of the better number twos in baseball. Jordan Montgomery showed he could be incredibly effective in St. Louis. And then you have Adam Wainwright, who is no slouch in October baseball when he's healthy, which he disclosed he was clearly not. Something was impacting his mechanics, and they didn't find it, which is a problem in itself. But I feel like, you know, like, you're right. They don't have Zach Wheeler. They don't have Aaron Nola. They don't have X, Y, Z. But I think they you can make the case that there are guys who can win you playoff games. They just need to do it, which is – a problem to say because you only get two opportunities every year, apparently. <laughs> Carter Chapley continuing to uh, join us here on Sports Open Line. A couple more things for you before we let you go. We've talked all this time without really mentioning the coaching changes. Uh, Jeff Albert, Mike Maddox being the main ones, and then obviously Skip Schumacher. So your your pitching coach, your hitting coach, and your bench coach are all exiting. Uh, we'll see how many guys come in from the outside, also the bullpen coach for that matter. But we'll see how many guys come in from the outside, what what roles maybe are distributed among the current staff, how many guys maybe get an internal uh, promotion from already inside the organization. Uh, all this is happening while you have a relatively young manager and Oliver Marmel. This is really his first opportunity to put his stamp on the uh, coaching staff. The only guy that was brought in last year was Schumacher. Just feels like this is a this is a big moment for Marmel. And obviously, John Mozeliak's going to have a big uh, voice in who these uh, who gets hired. But this is a big moment for this organization and kind of putting together this coaching staff moving forward. Yeah, it is a big moment. I, I don't know. I, I feel like the change might be bigger in terms of the pitching staff than the hitting because it, it appears that John Mozalek was more than willing to give everybody there a contract extension and bring them back for next year, bring the band back, try again. So clearly the philosophy isn't changing. So that leads me to, to think that perhaps they look at internal candidates, people who they are kind of already bought in on their on their belief. And there are some really interesting Guy, I mean, like Turner Ward came in. He's been really effective as an ex-player, helping hitters, you know, bringing their perspective to things. He's a guy who could step in, who's the assistant hitting coach now. That's a very natural promotion uh, to the next level. Um, Tiger Peterson, who's the Springfield hitting coach, is currently working in the Arizona Fall League, is another guy they could bring in who's kind of interesting. Uh, I know um, 
Derek Gould mentioned on Twitter earlier today, Ryan Ludwig works in player development uh, in that capacity as well. So there's lots of guys who are in, who are Cardinal adjacent or if not already in the organization who can step up and fill those roles. And then for the pitching side of it, I, I get the sense that maybe Mike Maddox will have a say in, in who's his successor in this sense, because it seems like his desire to step down isn't, has nothing to do with the team. It's more just, I'm ready to slow things down and not coach 162 games a year, which I mean, fair enough, yeah. right? Like, like no, nobody, nobody, you know, I can't think of anyone who works like, like those guys do. So it's an interesting kind of conundrum where I, I, if I had to guess, if I had to put odds on it, I would say that most of these, maybe save for the bench coach, which I don't really know, you know, what Ollie is thinking about there. I would get the, I get the feeling, you know, that an internal hire makes the most sense. I'm curious on the bench coach, and if Maddox was still around, I probably wouldn't be saying this because he would still have that that veteran guy there. But for me, I'm I'm somewhat hopeful when it comes to the bench coach that maybe they bring in a veteran guy from outside the organization, maybe even a former major league manager, just to have somebody else in that dugout. Not not that Marmel needs help, but he's a, he's a young manager and being able to throw some things off somebody who has seen it all. To me, it feels like that could be a benefit to Marmel. Bring in an Obi Wan Kenobi of sorts, yes. someone who's kind of been there to, to, to mentor. No, I don't. I don't disagree, but I I, I do think that you know maybe, maybe history repeats itself. I know Skip Schumacher was an ex- excellent bench coach, right? He served that role really well in his year there, which then led to him being very quickly hired by the by the Marlins. So I wonder if he goes with someone who maybe is, serves more as his right hand, his lieutenant, someone who he can you know he knows already someone he can rely on is maybe the, maybe the other end of that spectrum some, rather than a, but again, like that might be the same person, right? Yeah. I don't really know who, who's as close in, in all these circle as to say like, Oh, well, he's actually, he's actually really tight with, you know, so-and-so and they're going to come in and help him out for a year while they bring up another guy to kind of be the, the next in command or something. I, I you know, th- there are a lot of different ways you can look at it, but I do think that, I don't disagree. Maybe bringing in someone with a little bit more, I don't want to say experience because experience that makes it sound like he's not doing it. Like he's not doing a really solid job, but someone who can just throw, throw things off of and has a wealth of history to build from. Yeah, I, I agree. All right. Uh, go through. I mean, you guys are still producing Cardinals content every single day. Post-dispatch, STL today, STL uh, pinch hits. Uh, the pinch hit stuff is great. Uh, obviously, it takes things uh, even further. It goes into the, uh, the minor leagues as well. Uh, what can folks expect uh, from, uh, from what you're doing from a Cardinal standpoint here moving forward? Oh, I mean, it never stops. I mean, especially now with, there's, with new coaching searches. I mean, the whole post-dispatch team is going to be on top of that. We already have a ton of stuff out from all of our writers and columnists on STL today and on pitch pinch hits. Uh, Daniel Guerrero and I have the best podcast in the minors. You can check in on that. If you're interested in minor league baseball stuff, especially the Cardinals and what's going on there, the Cardinals are having some really phenomenal performances down at the Arizona fall league right now, some really notable stuff and the baseball calendar never stops. Like next coming up, it's going to be all of a sudden free agency and the winter meetings. And for, for me, particularly the rule five draft, uh, and all of a sudden it's going to be March again. So there's lots of stuff coming here uh, qu- quickly. It never quite stops. Carter, great stuff as always. Thank you so much for your time. We'll have you on re- uh, again real soon. 
All right, thank you for having me. All right, there's Carter Chapley joining us here on Sports Open Line. Here's what we're going to do. The Blues are playing tonight. I wanted to get a little bit of Blues in before we uh, jump back into the Cardinals. So up next, uh, we'll get you a little Blues audio uh, leading into their game tonight. And then after that, we are just going to roll through all the way until 8 o'clock. Nothing but Cardinals audio for you coming out of the uh, news conferences that took place today. So that's all coming up. Don't go anywhere. It's Sports Open Line. We've got you until 8 o'clock tonight here on KMOX. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Open Line does continue here on a Wednesday night. My name is Matt Pauley. We are mostly Cardinals on the program this evening after the John Mosellock News Conference earlier today. However, can't get out of here. We're talking without talking a little St. Louis Blues. They are going to be getting underway in about 20 minutes as they match up against the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Just their second home game of the season. They opened up with a home game back on October 15th. They have been on the road since, finally back 11 days later to take on an Edmonton team that they uh, knocked off in Edmonton last Saturday 2-0, arguably Maybe their best win of the year. That was a really, really solid effort, and we'll see if they can repeat that tonight here in St. Louis. Uh, Blues coach Craig Berube meeting with the media earlier today and uh, continuing to look back at their last game, which was a 4 nothing loss uh, against Winnipeg. And Berube talked about, uh, from an offensive standpoint, they do need to be getting closer to the net. I think our puck possession's fine. Um, we're following up too much, like in the offensive. We're following up cycles too much and not just going to the net. Like, we have certain plan, like, sets and things in the offensive zone and we're not following them like we should be um and then it's just a matter of wanting to get to the net you know especially when our deer shoot our defense are shooting a puck we need to have two at the net that's got to be our mindset he was also asked about his uh fourth line that's the the walker torpchenko line and um he obviously is very happy with what that group is doing here at the moment they're doing some good things like i mean um i think they're providing some good energy for us they got some real good shifts in the offensive zone where they're grinding and um you know putting pressure on the other team and and just making it a hard game down there i think there's um some situations where they get caught in our end and they could be a little bit better at times and you, you've, I mean, they've been getting the occasional chance. I mean, sooner or later, they'll pop in a bowl here and there, don't you think? I would hope so. <laughs> I'd so. like them to score a little bit. <laughs> That'd be nice if they scored a few goals, yeah. Uh, I was, I, I've not to be a complete broken record, but the thing that stood out to me about that last game from a positive standpoint, and, and it's tough to find positive things from a 4 nothing loss, but when you really break that game down, it was one nothing after a couple periods, and we saw the first performance this year from Thomas Grice, and I thought he looked good. Now, it's one game, and a lot of goalies can look good for one game, so you don't take any uh, 
overall conclusions coming out of uh, one game, but that was a good first game for Grice, and if he can continue to play you know, close to that level of hockey all year long, he's going to keep you in most of the games that he is uh, playing in. Uh, obviously, Jordan Bennington has had a nice start to the season as well, and Barubi did mention that he feels like both the goalies right now are really dialed in. He's played really well, both of our goalies. Obviously, Grice had a real good game last game. Um, you know, Benner's doing what he does. I think he's moving the puck extremely well, which is important. He looks dialed into me. And then uh, let's get to the uh, the, the, the real hard-hitting capital J journalism here when it comes to uh, Craig Berube. Um, he was asked, because obviously Halloween, right around the corner, he was asked about uh, his choice of Halloween candy. What's your favorite Halloween candy? Uh, I'm not a candy guy, Jim. Not at all? No. Don't have a sweet tooth? No. Zero. Huh. Doesn't like any candy. That seems odd to me. I like Craig Berube a lot. If there was somebody who I didn't like and then I found out that they didn't like candy, that would be like the, okay, see, I was right about this guy. Look at him. He doesn't like candy. Matt Pajeski. Joins. So what what are your thoughts when you find out that Craig Berube does not like candy? I am not, I am not surprised. You're he's not a, surprised. No, he's a tough guy, and uh, I don't think he makes time for such tr- trivial uh, <laughs> sweets such as candy. He's he's all business. Tough guys can't like candy? No, they can't. Oh, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong on that. You're a big Halloween guy. Love Halloween. You love Halloween. Your entire family loves Halloween. You've shown me pictures of the uh, the Pajeski household and how much your family goes into it. Do you eat a lot of candy on Halloween night? Not a whole lot, but it's it's throughout. It's like littered throughout the house in little bowls. So I'll snack on some, but Halloween night it's not a not as big of a. I'm not as big of a candy eater as I once was. Candy corn, yes or no? No, really? No. I love candy corn. What's even worse is those little those little the pumpkins. pumpkins the are pumpkins worse. are the best. Ew. They're so good. I don't get people who don't like candy corn, and I like the pumpkins. And I'm not a huge candy eater. Uh, I mean, I, I like it. It tastes good. It's not exactly healthy for you, so I try to avoid it. I don't just, like, sit there and eat candy after candy after candy. I will say, uh, last year was my daughter's first year uh, going trick-or-treating. That was awesome because she's, she's she was two. Now she's three. She's not eating all that candy. So then there was candy in the uh, the Pauly household. That was good. She had, it's impossible to resist it when you see it sitting in that bowl there, like on the side table or the coffee table. Like you gotta just have a little handful. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she likes candy. Uh, the other day she had dance class and she uh, she took candy to all the other kids that were in dance class. It was that's very nice. cute. Yeah. So so there you go. So that's Craig Berube not liking Halloween candy, which is there's got to be something sweet. He says he doesn't have a sweet tooth. There has to be some sort of sweet food. That he likes. That's what we need to really go look for. Craig Berube, keep a camera on him. See what? Do you think he actually doesn't like candy, or is he just like frustrated? Like I don't want to talk about this. I want to talk about hockey. We got a game tonight. I'm not talking about candy. I don't know. 
All right, uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break, and from here until 8 o'clock, we're pretty much all Cardinals baseball uh, coming off the conversations and the uh, uh, the, the, the media kind of the comments that were made by John Mozeliak earlier today. He did a long end-of-season media conference, and a lot of things were talked about. We're going to go through all of it. We'll give you our take on it. We'll take your uh, thoughts on it as well. 314-436-7900, calling, texting. You can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Taking you till 8 o'clock tonight at Sports Open Line right here. On KMOX. I have a feeling we are going to have a lot of Halloween-themed music from here until the end of the week. Although Matt Paget, he took Halloween off. He Halloween is such a big deal for him. He's embarrassed right now. He took Halloween night off. We will have somebody else running the show coming up on Monday because Halloween is such a big deal in the Pajeski household that uh, he is taking a vacation day on Monday. For all who celebrate Halloween, you can celebrate along with Matt Pajeski. We welcome you back in. It is a sports open line here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. Big news today. Um, The Cardinals are bringing back Adam Wainwright. The Cardinals have four openings on Oliver Marmel's coaching staff. They're looking for a new pitching coach. They're looking for a new hitting coach. They're looking for a new bench coach. And they are also looking for a new bullpen coach. Nolan Arenado has not yet made a decision on if he is going to uh, opt out of his contract or not. He has until five days after the end of the World Series to make that decision. And the Cardinals do say that they will be spending more money coming up uh, next year. So the roster, the uh, the payroll is going up uh, very, very much in an upward direction. How much? We don't know, but it is absolutely uh, going up. want to start with the hitting coach situation because a lot of Cardinals fans out there blame Jeff Albert for the inconsistencies of what the Cardinals did from an offensive and run scoring perspective. Mosellock made it very clear. Jeff Albert was going to be offered a contract decision, and uh, Mosellock said that he was happy with the work of Jeff Albert. Jeff accomplished exactly what we were hoping him to do. Um, he, he modernized our, our hitting program, our, our strategy. I think he, uh, you know, made a, a huge uh, uh, contribution to our minor league side. So I think from that standpoint, it was a success. I think, you know, when you look at what was happening up here at the big league level, um, I think, uh, you know, people were tough on him. Um, It wasn't an easy job. You know, our our offense was good this year, though. I mean, you compare it to to the league and it, it was it was good. And so. You know, I was hopeful he would come back, um, but I think you know, from for personal reasons and 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 just you know, wanting maybe to try something different is really why we are where we are. But um, I thought the combination of of him and Turner were were, were good. it was good. I think like having the the different voices allowed players um, places to to seek. Advice, and so that standpoint. So as I look to to the future, I could imagine that we're going to try to find something that that resembles a little bit how Jeff thought, and and um, you know, hopefully we can address that need moving forward. A lot of people love to criticize hitting coaches, and you know, one of the things we said we talked about this uh, when I was on earlier today on the show with uh, with with Kevin, Chris, and Amy. 
you can't fire every player, so go fire a hitting coach. I don't think many people like really completely, totally understand the job responsibilities of a hitting coach. And these these guys get their jobs for a reason. And a lot of times when you see offensive issues, it has nothing to do with the hitting coach. It has much more to do with an organizational hitting philosophy. That being said, I, I'll be the first to tell you, Cardinals from an offensive standpoint uh, were inconsistent. Uh, they underachieved for up until the All-Star break. They were really good in the month of August. Uh, between the All-Star break in August and then in September on, they were very inconsistent. The The aggregate numbers, though, were good. We had a caller. I will always remember this. This is Sometimes callers really stick out to you. We had a caller on when Joe Pod and myself were hosting uh, the postgame show the night after Game 2 when the Cardinal season came to an end. We had a caller call up complaining about the Cardinals' offense and what they did this year. And again, I think you looked at the Cardinals' offense and maybe you had this feeling that they were more in, um, they they were not as good as they were because of the inconsistencies. But I remember asking this guy, I'm like, well, where do you want them to be in you know runs scored? Where do you want them to be in Major League Baseball in this category, this category, this category? And he kept kept giving numbers, and I kept saying, well. They are. They're there. They're in that spot. Like Their overall numbers, their overall rankings in the National League, even in Major League Baseball for that matter, they were good. They were a good offensive club. If you take the 162-game numbers, they were a very good offensive club. The problem comes with the consistency, and I don't know what the answer is there outside of having better players, having more consistent players. And that comes back to what they're going to do with the roster going into next year and much more on that from John Mozeliak as we do continue after the news. It's Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 